This is Today in History, September the 24th. On this day in 1789, the Judiciary Act is passed by Congress and signed by President George Washington, establishing the Supreme Court of the United States as a tribunal made up of six justices who were to serve on the court until death or retirement. That day, President Washington nominated John Jay to preside as the Chief Justice and John Rutledge, William Cushing, John Blair, Robert Harrison, and James Wilson to be associate justices. On this day in 1948, the Honda Motor Company is incorporated and later achieved worldwide fame for its affordable, fuel-efficient cars. And on this day in 1969, the trial of the Chicago 7 begins before Judge Julius Hoffman. I intend to say that Judge Hoffman represents all that is old, all that is ugly, all that is bigoted, all that is repressive in America, and that we represent the spirit of a new generation at that table, and our spirit is going to devour the sickness that Judge Hoffman represents. The defendants, including David Dellinger of the National Mobilization Committee to End the War in Vietnam, Rennie Davis, and Tom Hayden of MOBE and Students for a Democratic Society, and Jerry Rubin and Abby Hoffman of the Youth International Party, the Yippies, were accused of conspiring to incite a riot at the 1968 Democratic National Convention. Also on this day in 1957, the Los Angeles-bound Brooklyn Dodgers played their last game at Ebbets Field in New York, defeating the Pittsburgh Pirates 2 to nothing. Back in 1976, former hostage Patricia Hearst was sentenced to seven years in prison for her part in the 1974 bank robbery in San Francisco, carried out by the Symbionese Liberation Army. Accompanied by U.S. Marshals, the convicted bank robber was flown to Los Angeles in a Coast Guard plane. Once she arrived here, Miss Hearst was then transferred to a helicopter and flown to the Los Angeles County Jail. Hearst was released after 22 months after receiving clemency from President Jimmy Carter. And on this day in 19. 19- 1966, the last train to Clarksville gives the made-for-TV monkeys a real-life pop hit. Take the last train to Clarksville and I'll meet you at the station. You can be here by 4.30 because I've made your reservation. Don't be slow. When producers conceived of a situation comedy called The Monkees in 1965, they hoped to create a rating success by blurring the line between pop music and television. Instead, they succeeded in obliterating that line entirely when the pop group that began as a wholly fictional creation went on to rival, however briefly, the success of its real-life inspiration, The Beatles. On this day in 1966, the made-for-television Monkees knocked down the fourth wall decisively with their first single, Last Train to Clarksville, when it entered the Billboard Top 40. Last Train to Clarksville was written by the team that was also responsible for the theme song of the Monkees, songwriters Tommy Boyce and Bobby Hart. Though Boyce and Hart had been working together in Los Angeles for several years before being asked to write and record the soundtrack for Schneider and Ralphson's A Hard Day's Night-inspired pilot, their biggest success to date had been writing a minor hit for Chubby Checker and Paul Revere and the Raiders, and then being commissioned to write the theme song for Days of Our Lives. Bubblegum pop and TV merge on the last train to Clarksville, September the 24th, 1966, on this day in history.